Disclaimer, this podcast contains strong language. Maybe from us, maybe from the music. We'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. One, two, three, go. Secure the bag. Today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Hip-hop is a major cultural influence that touches on many aspects of our lives. Throughout the power of hip-hop and its huge range of lyrical topics, we break down how to secure your bag. Everything from reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring generational affluence. We don't have all the answers, but we're here to discover them with you as we tackle all the real-life obstacles that everyone faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. Ain't that right, Will? That's right. Every week. Every week, we're out here giving you tips, tricks, you know, just having normal conversations with one another about our journey to secure the bag. Will, what are we talking about today? So, as many people know, we we had a devastating loss in the hip-hop community and the black community and, you know, particularly those in in L.A. um, where he had his largest impact. Uh, you know, if you're not sure who we're talking about, we're talking about Nipsey Hussle. Um, and really, it's, Nipsey Hussle's been around a long time. He came out with so many mixtapes before he had the debut album. And it's like someone that just wanted to get it right. And like with that album, he, he definitely got it right. Grammy nominated, um, owned yeah. all the all the rights to the music, did it through his own self-created, self-promoted uh, label music label and gone too soon for sure nipsey hustle jordan what what's your first memory of nipsey hustle i mean his like his, when did you first hear about him I'm trying to think what mixtape it was but it was definitely a mixtape you know he was out here selling his mixtapes for a hundred dollars hundred dollars when everyone else is giving away their mixtapes and he knew what his was worth like he always talks about you know, creating his own way, creating his own wealth. And the fact that he was able to create scarcity with his mixtape and actually sell it, he sold them for $100. When everyone else is begging people to just listen to his mixtapes, his were so good and his marketing strategy was so strong that he was able to actually come through and sell that. I forget when that was. Was that around 2013 when he first put that out? Um... I don't know. It might have been. I, I remember Nipsey from... That was the Crenshaw mixtape when he did that. Oh, uh, he, he had that collaboration with Drake. Do okay. you remember that song? I think it was called Killer. Yeah, yep. And that's when I first heard about Nipsey House. I was like, okay. But, you know, beyond that, they didn't have any other collaborations. But, you know, whenever I heard a song like... I think Dat Piff might have been just going out. Then, so, you know, mixtapes are coming out in different ways. But I would hear, like, Nipsey Hussle songs, like, every now and again. And, you know, did you know he's Eritrean? He's a what? Eritrean. He is, um, he's East African. 
It's uh, Eritrea. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just east of uh, Ethiopia, bordering the Red Sea. Um, so, you know, he, he has some, some lineage back to the homeland that was that was pretty tight. Um. <laughs> so, in addition to being Eritrean, like, he's got a lot of other things that he was doing in his life that people have no idea about. Like, he was a philanthropist. He was a business owner. He was an entrepreneur. He had a wonderful, beautiful relationship with uh, Miss London. He was a father no, no. of two. Yeah, man. He, he, he was creating educational programs, specifically STEM programs for young black adolescents out there in L.A. Uh, to connect them with nearby Silicon Valley so they could get internships, experience, jobs. Like He wasn't just a hip-hop artist. He wasn't just a rapper. He wasn't just a business owner. He was all these things and more. So, you know, the loss of Nipsey Hussle this week really hit the black community, like you said, and the hip-hop community. Uh, very, very hard, right in the heart. And I think a lot of people also listen to his, his Breakfast Club interview. Yeah, and for sure. I think for, for those folks that maybe don't even listen to his music, that really opened them up to like his philosophy and his mindset. Um, because he really talked about some of the finances of the industry and what his strategies were. And why so, he had those strategies too. The why behind these strategies is even more eye-opening than the the ability to put these strategies into place. Yeah, before signing with any label, he said his goal was to sell fifty thousand units as an independent artist and get up to fifteen thousand a show. He knew if he sold fifty thousand, he'd be able to negotiate a better deal with a major label. Yep. You know, he he was thinking steps ahead. He was like, "What do I need to do on my own?" to make my price worth, you know, attaching himself to a label. Yeah, and he always talks about knowing your worth and knowing your price. He says, I believe in one of his songs, he basically says, if they're paying you, you don't have to ask what you're worth because to him, what you were getting paid was your worth. So he wanted to make sure that he maximized that worth, maximized that payday, as opposed to just going for the short-term gain and, you know, signing the deal right off rip. He had that long lens that we always talk about. He lived all of that. Like everything that he said, like a lot of people say they're going to do things, say that they're out in the community, say that they live a type of way, but those words don't match up with their actions. Nipsey Hussle from day one all the way through to his last breath, he did what he said he was going to do. And that's why, you know, this is another, I feel like it happens all the time. Another black icon that's gone too soon. Like you look at, you look at Tupac and you look at Biggie, you look at some of these other people who were Malcolm X, Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. You look at all these people who were really, really influential in the black community that died too early. So we're kind of paying homage to him today. We're paying homage to Nipsey Hussle by breaking down his song, Dedication. Now, Dedication is off his only album that he ever released everything else up to that date was mixtape so his rookie album first album that he actually made self-produced uh, made on his own record label that he created was grammy nominated and dedication is one of the top songs off that album so we're going to go ahead and break that one down today will you want to give a little introduction for it yeah man so dedication 
you know, it was part of Nipsey's debut Grammy nominated album. You know, it's it's part of the gym playlist. If you're on Instagram, you'd have seen LeBron James, you know, playing that album while he was working out. Um, Russell Wilson recently had a 20-20-20 game. That's right. 20-20-20. That's crazy. 20 points. Dedicated. 20 boards, 20 assists, dedicated the game to Nipsey Hussle. And, you know... They show dedication, and I think that's the best way to show homage to them, to show the, show the world what their craft did. But, you know, without any further ado, it's the hustle, dedication. Nah, my nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. This is a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave, granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the great pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platform to explain it. He frustrated so he get faded. But deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. the nipsey and you just get to hear some of what he was trying to trying to impart on us it it really makes you understand like why his loss was felt so strongly amongst everyone in the community because i got the alert on my phone and i just felt felt like my heart sank a little bit and i was like whoa it, it was similar to the feeling i had when i found out that mac miller passed away through Absolutely. A, an alert so, on my phone. so unexpected absolutely unexpected completely catching people off guard and you saw the outpouring effect like we mentioned a few people before um tim tim brown jr uh, nba player dedicated his career game to nipsey uh some of our favorite artists j cole comes to mind meek mill um all these all these artists all these people all across all types of walks of life whether it be entertainment sports um you know just regular people that were impacted by his impact because it was so broad and so far reaching. So, I mean, this song really speaks to who he was and what he was dedicated to. So the, the title of it is fitting. Um, I'm, I really hope that you guys enjoy the, the breakdown we, that we give and the program uh, feedback that we have coming up for you guys. But before we go any further, I just wanted to kind of set the stage for where we're going next in this one. So we're going to use... Nipsey's mu uh, music dedication as the vehicle to get there, but we're talking today about dedication. Like, what is what does it mean to be dedicated? How do you stay dedicated? Why is dedication so important? And the bottom line is, too many people say they are, but they're really not. They're talking the talk, but they're not walking and backing that shit up. Like, there's too many people that have no guts, no chutzpah as some people say no no cojones like they don't have the the fortitude to back up what they say they're gonna do people quit 
too damn early. Like, they don't push through the pain. They don't push through the tough times. Like, everyone forever is going to face challenges. But it takes something special, something deep with inside you to have the dedication to push through when shit sucks. Like, it's going to suck sometimes. But you have to be able to, you know, tough it out. You can't just, you can't bitch out the first time something gets tough. Because if you do, you're never going to reach your full potential. You're going to get to maybe 10%, 20%, maybe 50% off of pure talent if you're lucky. But without that dedication, you're not going past a certain point. What do you think of that, Will? I mean, I think you hit it spot on. And I really, really love the lyrics to, to this verse from Nipsey. Because like, he's really putting it plainly of what dedication is. Like when you dedicate yourself to something and you start to execute, you know, you do it every day. You put in your 10,000 hours. You work on being an expert at your craft. You know, it's recognized. Like if you're dedicated, you don't end up as average. And he he goes through this in so many different ways. Like he said, the blue pill in the matrix. Like, so he, you know. <laughs> That's his lyrical genius right there. <laughs> blue pill in the fucking matrix. Everyone knows, you know, the, the flower in the concrete junk, you know. Red rose in the great pavement. You ever see, you ever see a rose, a red rose in the, in the pavement? Because I, I ain't seen one. one. And I just went for a seven yeah. mile run. I ain't never seen no red rose coming out the pavement, so you know the that's something I've special. I've never seen a rose to pavement. Is my grandfather? He he had a rose bush, and it was about five feet away from the sidewalk in DC. Like that's the closest I've ever gotten. It wasn't in the pavement, <laughs> exactly. And exactly. So he's making a tough decision, and that tough decision lets him come up. Like he came up in Crenshaw. That is not an easy place to grow up and make it out. Like. Dead by 25 is what people say. Like, another statistic. He could have been that statistic. And because he had that dedication, he was he's not. That's a comedy lyric, too. About our being, being dead, oh, dead absolutely. by 25 jokes on you, we still alive. But back yep. to Nipsey. He's a young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius. He just can't claim it. Like, what type... No, you gotta keep. You gotta keep going. You gotta say that next you're right, line. You right. I was. I was gonna get to it. You gotta say it now. Platforms to explain it. He frustrated, so he got faded. But deep down inside, he know you can't fade him. How long should I stay dedicated? Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius. He just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platforms to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. Like deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? See what? See? No, no. See? See why you had to keep going? Cause that is that is everything right there. That's everything. That's you get to an obstacle, nigga trapped and he can't change it. He could have stopped right there. He was, you know, he was up against the, he was up against it. And he said, nah. Like he knew he was a genius. But he felt like he yeah, couldn't I, I claim wanted, it. I like, wanted to stop there. Damn. Because. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, knowing that you know your stuff, knowing that you can execute, knowing that you have it inside of you, like, sometimes how do you prove that? Like, if you've done everything yeah, you're supposed sure. to and you're dedicated, you know, you know, what do you do then? 
And he's saying because they left him no platform to explain it. And that's where people quit. Right there is where 90% of people will just give up, lay it down, and just, all right, I tried. I was dedicated. I tried. It didn't work. Moving but then it's, it, it gets in... It gets into that's patience. He says, how long until opportunity meets preparation? How long till opportunity meets preparation? Like, a phrase that I know a lot of people, you know, go by is like, if you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. But, you know, what if you're staying ready and nothing ever happens? Is, is that thought what deters people from, from keeping pushing and, like, continuing to grow? I think it is. I think it is. Like, it goes back to the reason we're doing this show. Is that people give up too early, too many people are too soft, and you got to be able to toughen it up and tough it out through these tough situations. Like, you're waiting for that opportunity just because it doesn't happen when you think it's supposed to happen. You can't just, you can't punk out and be done. You got to have the patience. Like, greatness doesn't happen overnight. Anything that is worthwhile doesn't come any cut doesn't come easy and anything worthwhile you're gonna have to work for like it's not gonna happen overnight and that's what he's saying in this lyric and well just keep going with it i mean he closes it out strong like he gives you the answer to the question he redefines dedication for you it's hard work plus patience the sum of all my sacrifice i'm done waiting like he's doing some math for you number one He's letting you know that hard work. He's laying out the yeah, blueprint. Hard work right plus there. patience. Like even with your investing, like you got to do the legwork. You got to start to understand. Hey, how much can I afford? What do the stocks look like? You're you're adding this to your. Check the balance sheet. Check the income statements. Like know yeah, you're, what you're, you're doing. You're when adding it comes this to, to your, your tool set, your skill set, and you need to put in work. And the sum of all my sacrifices. This stuff takes time. And what is your biggest sacrifice on a daily basis? It's your time. Your time. Your time is your biggest asset. Say it till I'm blue in the face. Time is your biggest asset. You can never get that back. So he's talking about being patient. Like, not only is he being patient with his time, but he's also doing the hard work on the back end, like the stuff that nobody sees. He's using his time and investing it into the into making himself better so that when that opportunity comes along, he's ready to strike. Like, he's not wasting his time doing something stupid, you know, BSing around, scrolling Instagram, sitting around talking with his girlfriend. Like, he's he's got an idea of what he wants to do, and he's out there doing it when no one's watching. He's being patient while he puts in the hard work for when that opportunity and comes along. From the example we brought up earlier, that, that 50,000 units he wanted to sell independent, to get 15,000 a show. He knew some work had to go into getting there. And he was willing to put that work in and he knew what the payoff would be. But he knew if he did that preparation, that opportunity would meet it. Absolutely. My, I think the next part where he says, I'm done waiting. Told you I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I'm saying. Like, he knew. He had the audacity. Like, that is an audacity. That is audacity at its finest right there. Saying, all right, I knew what I was supposed to do. I did it. I was patient. And now my opportunity is here and I'm done waiting. Told you I wasn't playing. So he's saying, yo, I told you I was going to do this. I put in the work to be able to do this. My opportunity came where I can do it. 
and now I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna knock this out of the park. I'm done waiting, I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. And now you hear what I'm saying. Dedication. It's dedication. Like that's what that's what is dedication. Like Will said, he gave you A plus B plus C equals dedication. Like that's it. That's it. That's what you gotta do. I mean, I, I, I don't think we can break down that that section of that song any more than we have because there's nothing Nip, left to break down. Nipsey did he such a you. great job of just break. letting all of the all of his fans, everyone that was listening to the album, that hey, if you're gonna buck up, this is what it's gonna take. And if you haven't listened to the album, go listen to it. Study Nipsey. Like learn learn what he did for the community. Learn, listen to the, the Breakfast Club episode that he's on. Uh, we're going to give you uh, some other material that Nipsey has mentioned in the Breakfast Club that we want you to follow up on. But before doing any of that, we just want to take a moment. We're going to move this special shout out to right now for this episode. Special shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Thank you for the life that you lived, the way you lived your life. Um, everything that you made, the impact that you had. Um, and I th that's all that needs to be said. Special shout out to Nipsey Hussle, Secure the Bag Style. Thank you very Appreciate much. It, Nipsey. So, Will, go ahead and talk about uh, a little bit about that Breakfast Club episode with Nipsey before the people go and listen to that. On so, own. part of this, the Breakfast Club episode, he, he brought up a book. Um, and I heard this through my friends before I actually got a chance to listen to the episode. And the book is the, the Way of the Superior Man. And, you know, much in the way that he, he laid out the blueprint of what it means to be dedicated, he also, you know, had a book that was really outlining what it means to be to really a, a, a superior man. Um, it, it lays down the challenges that you'll face as a man. Um, and I know we, we have female listeners and, you know, this is just going to be man centric for a, for a second because there's lots of things today that, you know, some some men, we don't have the opportunity to learn or we're learning the hard way or we might learn the wrong way or the wrong thing. Um, it explains the, the male interaction with female energy, like how you can be attracted to different energies at different times and what you need to do to basically keep yourself in check and hold yourself accountable. One thing that it basically said in that book that is if you cheat on your girl, you're weak. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, it, it, a weak man can't hold himself to his own standards and to his morals. And, exactly. you know, that that's a whole different idea of dedication. Instead of outwardly trying to do something like how do you hold yourself accountable to what you do when no one's looking? Um, I know the word for that is, is integrity. But, you know, hearing it phrased like that, you know, that, that it was just different. Because um, it forces you, saying it that way, calling out the weakness behind an act like that, it forces you to want to be accountable. Like, you don't want to be, no man wants to be considered weak. So hearing it in that phrase, which is what it is, man, that, that'll make you keep the straight and narrow. Yeah, and... You know, and I gave that book to you, Jordan, and like pretty much any of my friends who I feel could benefit from them, which is basically like all of my homeboys. I, I think I've given away, you know, two or three copies of the book now 
because I've bought myself a new copy now at least twice. Um, yeah. Because I, sure. I just think it's important information because a lot of it is, I think it's difficult to have those conversations because like whose parents are, are or whose father is telling their son like, hey, you know, sometimes you're going to want to hang out with, you know, a girl that's not your girlfriend for X, Y, and Z reasons. Like, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're just basically living off the example that's placed in front of you. And if you don't have a positive example, then how do you know what the norm is or what's expected or what a superior man looks like? Like, making sure you take care of your body, making sure that you drink enough water. There's so many things that go into being a superior man, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, you know, not to... It's incredible how, how the author of that book is able to fit so many topics. And the book is not that long. It's a pretty easy read. So definitely get out there, pick that up, check out that book, and really dive in. Let us know yeah. what you think. Because it covers, like Will said, it covers the importance of you know being faithful in your, in your romantic relationships, but also talks about you know friendships. It talks about the importance of family. It talks about the importance of self-care. It talks about... Literally, all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, it's just a deep dive into every single one of now, those topics. Now, he, he does have an interesting way of writing. Um, when I was reading, I was like, is this dude on, like, psychedelics? Like, was he high? Mushrooms? Because, <laughs> like, it's it's very vivid writing. Um, so it's definitely not a boring read. <laughs> no, it makes it, makes it a page-turner, definitely. It's not, what, it's not a self-help book. It's, it's more of a mantra. It's more of, you know, a way yeah, of living. I'll, I will always have it on my bookshelf, or on my coffee table, like for folks to leave through. And, you know, if you're someone that, that's close to me, like nine times out of 10, that book's coming to you with, you know, some message written by me on that inside cover. You know how I do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned a book that, you know, Nipsey talked about in that Breakfast Club interview. Now, when I was listening, getting ready for this episode, you know, and even before when I first heard this song "Dedication" by Nipsey, I was reminded of a book that uh, that I've been reading recently called uh, "Can't Hurt Me," and there will don't laugh at the man's name, David oh, Goggins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> David Goggins is one of the most badass, influential, motivational, motivational speakers that I've ever heard, and all motivational speakers are get you juiced up, get you hype if they're a good one. But this guy's story is absolutely incredible. So he grew up uh, in a house with his mom, his dad, his older brother, and himself. They grew up, you know, up until the age of eight in a pretty wealthy lifestyle. It looked like they had everything. They had a Rolls Royce in the driveway. They had a Corvette in the driveway. They had, you know, four nice cars. They owned a small business, um, and they lived in a neighborhood that was affluent. It looked like they had everything that there was to have. But once you left the driveway, walked through that front door, shit got dark. It was a very, very toxic lifestyle uh, with a lot of abuse from the father towards the mother and the two boys. Uh, They were forced to work all hours of the night at the family business. So they were up all night, wanted to sleep all day when they were in class, struggled through school, uh, had a diagnosis of ADHD, toxic stress disorder, and all types of things that were obstacles that would have 
set many other people way off track. And for him, David Goggins was way off track at one point. But he made the conscious decision to say, screw it to all these obstacles. And he was dedicated to himself, getting himself right to the point where he enlisted in the military, served in all four branches of the military, was a Navy SEAL, world record holder for the most pull-ups in 24 hours. And this was a kid who was overweight as a kid, uh, had a ridiculous stutter, couldn't make it through a sentence without you know, tripping up on his words at some point. And now he's a mo- motivational speaker. He had trouble reading. He was reading at a kindergarten level, kindergarten level in the second grade. And second and third grade, he was still reading at a kindergarten level. And now he's an author of a fantastic, very, very high-achieving book as far as sales go. This man overcame. like He was the definition and is the, dedica- the definition of dedication. So pick a- that's another book to go ahead and pick up. I mean, reading his book makes me feel like I could run through a wall. Like I can do anything that I need to do. And definitely a book worth reading that relates back to this topic of dedication and the lyrics by Nipsey because you can't give up at the first obstacle. This man had a life full of obstacles and came out more successful than most people ever will dream of being. So if you can take a mustard seed of his dedication, of the dedication that was discussed in in Will's book, The Art of Manliness, in Nipsey Hussle's dedication or any of his other songs, like you can you can get this shit done. You can do whatever you want to do you just have to be dedicated to your process and to yourself and be your own motivation. So going forward, you know, we're going to talk about what it means to be soft and how we're going to give you the tips and the tricks to make sure that you're not one of these soft people who gives up off rip, that you have the, you have the guts to power through obstacles and keep moving forward so will you got anything to add before we keep moving no man i I think we should push right into it because you know we 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 talked about some of the tools that you can use as far as books um for inspiration um to understand dedication and definitely listening to nipsey hustle um his breakfast club interview and as well as his album the song dedication definitely being a highlight on the album but some of these things that we need to address is like, you know, where's the, where are some of these other ideas of being soft coming from? Like, how does that tie into being dedicated and what are we doing subconsciously that might be preventing us from, from being dedicated people from being soft? Um, because sometimes you, you really have to get called out on your own shit and it, Oh, absolutely. Take some folks close to you. It's accountability. To do that. Mm-hmm. It's accountability, whether it comes from you looking in the mirror or having somebody hold the mirror up to your face. Like, one way or another, it comes back to you holding yourself accountable, but maybe you have someone else shining a light where, there, where there's a shadow of, you know, lacking dedication, like shining a light on that. So, how do we get here? Like, how did we get to this point where there's so many people who have no dedication give up right away. I think it's a few things. So this generation, more this so generation. than others, our generation, 
Yeah, I feel like an old head now saying that. These kids these days. But, you know, this... (laughs) Back in my day. (laughs) But, yeah, like, the instant gratification, it's real. Like, microwave kids. Like, everything is done in a minute or two. Like, when you do something, you get the instant gratification of knowing that and the instant feedback for everything. Like, you post a picture of something you did or a video of something you did, you get instant likes. Within seconds, people are seeing what you've done and praising you or commenting on what you've done. And there's going to be times where you're behind the scenes doing things that no one even sees. If you're not getting that constant instant gratification, some people will give up because that's what fuels them. That's their motivator. It's not an internal thing. It's external for them. So that instant gratification is a big piece for me. Another one, too much spoon feeding. Like, you gotta work through shit on your own sometimes. Like, you can't have a teacher, you can't have a friend, you can't have a parent, you can't have a sibling, you can't have someone coming through and doing things for you, which happens a lot nowadays. Like, everything is so accessible and people are so quick and ready to help all the time that you get soft from that. Like, because you don't have to figure shit out on your own. You don't have to come up with an idea. You don't have to use a creative process. You don't have to do... Anything to have something done, you can have it done for you. I can sit in my basement right now, pull out my phone while I'm talking to Will, and order a cheesesteak, and it'll be here before we're done recording this podcast, which actually sounds pretty damn good, so I might do it. But (laughs) it's a combination of the instant instant gratification and the too much spoon feeding. Now, another one that really, really gets us going is those two combined make you very obstacle-averse. Like, You don't have to go through a wall when there's someone that can drive you around it or someone that can dig a tunnel for you to go under it or someone to give you a ladder to go over it. You never have to go through the obstacles on your own. So time and time again, that repetition of having these obstacles removed for you becomes makes you soft whereas before you had to go through these obstacles when you had to go through them yourself and on your own you became callous you became hard like you became someone who was ready to go through these obstacles and even looked forward to it so we have to start changing the mindset when we see an obstacle and look at it as, a, as an exciting challenge not something we should quiver and quake and like shy away from it should be something that you get you should get juiced about it you should be excited to go and tackle an obstacle on your own and have some guts to get it done. You got anything on that, cuz? I mean, I think it's the, the same logic as this, as having participation trophies. Like, I'm not about that. Like, if you're not first... Are you gonna, are you, are you gonna let your kids get participation trophies? Like, what? There's only one right like, answer. What? There's what, only what one right for? answer. You got first, second, third. And if you didn't, we, we gotta take it back to the lab and get it there. And, like... I'm, and that's the that's that's what drives you to be first, second, or third. To be first, yeah. Like even even when I was second and stuff, I wanted to be first. I wanted to be the top of the board. I wanted to be the top of the podium, not standing next to the dude on top, or just getting to stand up there for the picture just because I showed up. You you, you wanna? You that's wanna not how life I works. Really think it is though. Like some of the What's parents, that? they they'll take a participation trophy because it's their cop out. Because especially when you're yeah. dealing with kids, like you got to work with them. It's not only their dedication; it's their dedication through you. You're setting that blueprint, and if you don't, 
exactly. You're laying they out the groundwork. You have to have a kid that's self motivated, and so they they exist, but and they're and they're and they're successful despite yeah. you, or you got to be that parent who actually boosts the kid up and they teaches them lessons exactly. along the way. And then when that participation trophy comes up, throw that shit away because y'all, you and the kid, your kid, are working for something bigger and better. Y'all are growing. Now, I, I, I can make a concession, like, if, if it's a sport and, you know, your child is just not into sports and, you know, maybe there's someone that can sing, maybe they want to be a dancer, you know, maybe they're really into, like, science and robotics and they did sports just to try and to appease you and, you know, worked with you, like, kudos to the kid. Definitely, like, if there's a participation trophy, like, sure, like, you tried it. You decided you didn't like it, but you're great at something else that you want to be dedicated to. Like, as long as it's not all participation trophies, then then you're, you're in good shape. As a parent, at least. <laughs> and Will, you're perfectly right. Like, you don't have to be... This is, dedication doesn't just apply to sports. It applies to every avenue of, of life. You can be an entertainer. You can be a scientist. You can be a teacher. You can be dedicated to being a police officer. You can be dedicated to doing social work. You can be dedicated to whatever it is that you're passionate about. But once you find that passion, like you just got to apply it. Like Mark Zuckerberg comes to mind. The dude was a uh, was a a nerdy kid at Harvard who wanted to connect people at Harvard, and that idea and that dedication he put behind that idea turned into Facebook. That idea that started off at a Harvard dorm room, turned into one of the most influential, mind-blowing, mind-blowingly successful companies that the world has ever seen. It, but Facebook doesn't happen without Mark Zuckerberg's dedication. Like, he's the Michael Phelps of the innovation and technology space, no doubt about it. Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And that's another dude with crazy dedication. Like, who is more dedicated than Michael Phelps? Like, this man is absolutely insane, and you don't reach the level of success that he's had without absolute confidence and dedication. No way. For Phelps, that dedication to his training started bright and early. Got out of bed at 4 a.m. every day. Imagine that, jumping out of bed to jump into a pool. The ice-cold pool, leaving a warm bed for an ice-cold pool pool at 4 a.m. to go swim for hours. Swam so much that he had to have a diet where he was taking in 10,000 calories because his caloric deficit was so high because his workouts were that intense. Like, dedication at its finest. Yeah, I, I listened to him speak about two years ago, and he, he was talking about how being that dedicated and what it really took, took a lot out of him um, to the point where he had to walk away from swimming. I think everyone remembers when he, he retired. He's like Brett Favre with these swimming retirements. Um, but the idea of him like getting up to get into that ice cold pool, like you said, was just like, he, he couldn't bring himself to do it. He needed some time off to rededicate himself. And he really, he couldn't stay away. And like, it was so ingrained in him to work hard and to work for something that, you know, he ended up back in the pool, winning more gold medals, being the the Mark Zuckerberg of swimming. <laughs> <laughs> and the common thread here is that, you know, dedication, once it's a part of you, it, 
it's a part of you. Like you can't get away from it. Dedication is just like a muscle in your body, like a physical muscle. The more that you use it, the more that you train it, the stronger it gets, the bigger your dedication will become. Like you won't be able to step away from it. You won't even have to think about it. You're just going to be so strong with your dedication that it's going to push you through the tough times. Now, it's impossible to get to that point if you don't, you know, put the action steps into place. And here at Secure the Bag, we're never going to talk about a problem and not give you a solution. Like, we're not going to say why people are soft or why people give up too quickly or why people lack the guts that it takes to be successful and not give you a plan to overcome those obstacles. Now, starting off, like I said, dedication is like a muscle. The more that you train it, the stronger it's going to get. So step one in this process is to harness the power of positive thinking. You can do Wake it. up every day. Exactly. Like believe that you can do it because if you don't believe you can do it, you already lost. Wake up every single day with that win today mentality and that's the first step to being dedicated. Now you got to be realistic. You can't say that you're going to go from barely being able to walk around the block to being able to run a half marathon. That's not realistic. You can't say that you can go from having no idea how to use a computer to being able to code a website like Facebook. It's going to take time. Like maybe the realistic step for that is to just be able to sit down and learn what JavaScript is or what HTML is or what Python is and then go from there. But you set small incremental wins and as you continue to stack those up, you build the ladder to being successful. And that ladder is dedication. But as you go higher and higher up, you're strengthening that muscle, you're getting stronger and dedication becomes more and more a part of who you are and it's just a part of your life. Like you don't have to start off at the top i mean you can't start off at the top well and some, you don't some have people, to they, they they get an advantage but what's the saying hard work beats talent every time every single time and I, every I, single time th- that's essentially what it's getting to it's like if you believe you can do it and you're willing to work hard you will always be better than the person with natural talent that takes it for granted because that talent can only take you so far I think there's some strength in being an underdog too because you, you've you accepted your imperfection. You know what your drawback is and you've worked so hard and you've been dedicated to perfecting your craft despite any shortcomings that, that might have come beforehand. Like it's, it's resiliency really. Like resiliency and dedication, they should go hand in hand because yep. you, you have to, if you get knocked down, it's about how do you bounce back. Absolutely. Now you said, you actually said two things that I wanted to cover. So you mentioned imperfection. Imperfection drives dedication because being imperfect forces you to come up with a new way, forces you to come up with a creative way to get around the obstacle. If you're perfect every time, you don't have to be dedicated because that's where your talent is just overcoming and making it possible for you to continue to move forward. When you've run into imperfection, and you accept that imperfection, that's where you get the biggest gains because you got to come up with a new way to get around it. And then you talked about when you run into that imperfection, having to bounce back. Like that is, That's a major key because that recovery from a mistake helps to strengthen your muscle. 
So the faster that you can make a mistake and learn from it, don't just make a mistake and wallow in it. Make a mistake, learn from it, and move on. Be comfortable messing up. Be comfortable with the discomfort. Like That's how you become more dedicated and how you advance yourself towards your goals. And then speaking of goals, like advancing towards those goals, like do it for future you. It's going to be some days where you wake up and you don't want to you don't want to win that day. But if you always have a picture of what you want in the future in mind, then you're going to be able to use that future you and have that be your driving motivator. You got anything on that cuz? No, I, th- I think future you is something that I personally have used as motivation, you know, basically since day one is it's my primary motivation because I've always like wonders like, Hey, how do I set myself up so that, you know, I'm better in the future than I am now where I can look back and, you know, think past me like good looking out. It's it's like when you have leftovers from dinner, right? And you put them in the refrigerator and you didn't Uh overstuff yourself at dinner because you said, you know what? I'm going to look out for future me at seven o'clock in the morning (laughs) after this workout. And when those leftovers are there, you are so thankful in yourself. Now, imagine we just extrapolate that to just be, you know, a little bit longer. Let's say six months. <laughs> you start working out in don't January. Think, you don't want the leftovers in six months, but no. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> you know, in January, I'm, I'm getting at the gym. I'm getting my routine up because when June rolls around, I'm getting my July 4th plans ready. You're going to be shredded. Guess who's glad that past me said, I got you, future me. Your Instagram Everybody around you. Lit. <laughs> That's right. Instagratification. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone thinks it happened overnight because you, you had the, the, the winter layers on. But, you know, once the summer pops up, they let them they know. They know about that hard work you was putting in in the winter months. Shred <laughs> season. Exactly, exactly. Now, in addition to doing it for future, you, you got to cut some people out along the way. As you get to that future, like there's going to be some people, some places, some things that you just got to say, you got to go. You got to just, you got to cut them out. You got to remove that temptation when it's necessary. You got to, like, there's going to be some friendships. There's going to be some, maybe even family ties that you got to cut because their energy doesn't line up with what you want in the future. There's going to be some places that you have to stop going. You can't be hanging out in certain places and certain vibes and certain energies because, you know, they're not conducive to getting you to where you want to be. And there's going to be some things that you have to stop doing. Like maybe maybe there's just some some guilty pleasure that you love that you're spending way too much time doing instead of working on your craft, making yourself better. And that's taking away from your dedication to whatever it is that you want to do and be in the future. Next, you got to acknowledge your weaknesses. Everyone has them. There's not a single person who has zero weaknesses. So the quicker that you can realize that you're not invincible and accept that, that's going to be, that's okay. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to not be invincible. It's realistic and it's what, what is true for everyone. If you can realize what those weaknesses are, you can one, start to strengthen those and two, use your strengths to highlight your, uh, to cover up how big your weaknesses are. So it allows you to kind of see some pitfalls. It allows you to see down the line, like, okay, 
if I'm building a business and I know that I'm not great with numbers, I can get someone like Will who's great with numbers. Like, yo, Will, I got this idea. I have the idea. I know how to market it. I know how to sell it. But I don't know how to do the financials of it. If you go to that, if you just keep going blindly without knowing your weaknesses or not acknowledging your weaknesses, you're going to get to the point where you need the financials, you need that balance sheet, you need that income statement, and you're going to have no idea how to do it. You might need someone like that, and that's okay, but the only way to know that you need that is by acknowledging your weaknesses and knowing you're not perfect, knowing you're not invincible. And And then lastly, go ahead. I was going to say, even the other way around, if you're the energetic you know, idea person that, that can sell anything that's, you know, out, out to save the world. And, you know, you're, you're somebody that, that's definitely more comfortable working with the numbers and making sure everything works um, and bringing things to life. Like, you, you're you just going to need to find that, that yin to your yang. And it might not be one person. It might be a team. Um, and oh, I, absolutely. I think this, this definitely circles back to our previous episode where we, we talked about your circle and making sure that, that your circle is tight. Your circle is not full of squares. You know what I mean? Would you, would you say that we just came full circle? I see what you did there. <laughs> you corny, did corny there. dad joke. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the last, the last tip, you know, to strengthen your dedication muscles is to give yourself something to look forward to. Small this ties wins. in pretty closely. Exactly. It ties in pretty closely to doing it for a future you. But this kind of relates directly back to when Will brought up Michael Phelps and the hiatus he had to take. He was grinding so hard day in, day out. Like Winning every day, that shit is taxing. It takes a lot out of you. So you have to give yourself something to look forward to, whether it's a vacation whether it's uh, hanging out with friends, whether it's just having some time where you're just relaxing to turn off and like let your dedication muscles, just like any muscle overuse can lead to injury, can lead to burnout. So we got to avoid those, but you can't fall into the trap of doing that all the time. You got to moderate it. Everything is good in moderation, whether that's relaxation, whether that's grinding. They're both necessary yang and yang you got to have both to be the full circle so have checkpoints where you realize you take time to realize that all the hard work all the wins that you're stacking when you take time to acknowledge those and appreciate those and you know it makes the journey worthwhile make sure that you are enjoying the journey living in the moment whether you're grinding or relaxing always make sure you're in the moment and be present Hold yourself accountable, but really just enjoy the entire aspects, all the aspects of the journey as you're going through it. Yeah, it's it's definitely more about the journey than the destination, just as far as personal growth goes. But I know everyone's anxious to get to that destination. No doubt. No doubt. Especially the people that are driven by success and always thinking about the future. So just to recap real quick, you know, we're going to go through... The tips that we just gave you, number one, harness the power of positive thinking. Accept your imperfections. Bounce back. Don't hold yourself down. Don't be beating yourself up when things don't go right. Do it for future you. Think about what you want in the future, what the things you want for your family, for your friends, 
uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Cut out the bullshit, whether it's people, places, or things. Acknowledge your weaknesses and give yourself something to look forward to so you don't burn yourself out. You got anything to add? I mean, burnout is real, but I believe in myself. I believe in you. I believe in our listeners. And I think the quicker we all get on it and we start grinding harder, don't grind the same way every day. Make sure that you're giving yourself new challenges. You know, once you build up that muscle, step it up a notch. Don't be scared to step it up a notch. You can do it. And if you want to be held accountable, we're always available at Secure Your you know, Podcast you. at gmail.com and the Instagram. STB Podcast on IG. Also on the website, the web. Secure the Bag. On the web, Secure the Bag Podcast.com.com. You can find us on the on the website, on the Instagram, send us emails. On the website, we even have a feedback page where you can give us your feedback. Tell us what you want us to hold you accountable for. There's all types of avenues. We're open, we're honest get to us and we're going to start sharing some of the uh some of the questions that we get from you all sharing these on episodes so you want your stuff shared on on the web on the episodes let us know and we'll get to you all right and listeners you know on your journey to dedication we're going to start you off with that first challenge and this challenge is more so something that current you can use as a tool to build up future you so there's what what challenge is that there's four questions i want you to start and end your day with what did you learn what did you accomplish how did you get better and how did you help someone else get better so start helping other people get better is one of the greatest ways to make yourself better Start out the day and be intentional about learning something new. Be intentional about accomplishing something and, you know, answer that call in the evening. Like, recap your day. See see if you made that accomplishment, if you grew in that way. Be dedicated in this sense. Figure out how you got better. What are you measuring yourself again? What are you dedicated to accomplishing? And then Absolutely. How, how did you help someone else reach their goal? Each one teach one. All right. That's it. Bring people with you. Develop that team. Build that circle. Make sure your circle's complete. Yeah. Well, shit. I think we uh, I think we covered a lot today. Um, again, redoing the special shout out. Thank you, Nipsey, for the life you lived, everything you left behind, and heed the lessons, the messages that Nipsey gave us uh, in his too short life. So special shout out again to Nipsey Hustle and all his loved ones that were left behind. And a quick thank you to our listeners. If you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com or stbpodcast on Instagram Instagram. or secureyourbagsecurethebagpodcast.com or on the internet, secure the world bag wide podcast web. on the World Wide Web. We'd love to hear from anyone that sits and listens to us. And I think we really, really, really got to pay homage to Nipsey Hussle. 
and you know have him do our closeout too with last time I checked. Last time I checked. All right, here it is. Last time I checked by the late great Nipsey Hussle. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self made progress. Last time that I checked. First you get the money, then respect. Then the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked. I've been self made from the dribble. I was been saying I'm a killer. Nah. Playing no games with you niggas. Pop cut, switch lanes on you niggas. Nah. I laid down the game for you niggas. Taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas, it gotta be love. Run the city, it gotta be cuz. It's for the pieces, I took off the Monopoly board. Hey, y'all niggas, false claims, it gotta be fraud. Just keep the hood about your mouth and you gotta be charged. I doubled up, tripled up, nigga, what? Banged on the whole game, I ain't give a fuck. Nobody tripping, handle business, got my digits up. And when I drop, you know I'm about to fuck. Last time that I checked, check. it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep last time that I checked. I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west. Legendary self made progress last time that I checked. First you get the money, then respect. Then the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked. No cosign, I ain't need radio to do mine. I done fine, and I take my time. Check. And take my tribe, every level that I crossed in this game, like state lines, it was visionary. Either I'm genius or you niggas scary. Maybe it's both in this balance, I deliver daily. For every nigga in these streets, trying to feed the babies. The single mama's working hard not to miss a payment. And dirty money get washed on royalty statements. Black owners in this game are powerful races. Young niggas in the set that's doing it makeshift. Out the garage, how you end up in charge, that's how you end up in penthouses. End up in cars, that's how you start off a curve, serve, end up a boss, that's how you win the whole thing and lift up a cigar with sweat dripping down your face. Cause the mission was last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck, it was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set, make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west, legendary self made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, then respect, then the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I Front and in the back, we on the way, and that's a fact. This real, this ain't rap. Where everybody wanna act pro black. The last lie you heard, this ain't that. This, that, I didn't. Made it out the gutter shit. Nip told you fuck the middle man, I told you fuck a bitch. Fuck wearing they clothes, I wear my own shit. Y'all can own y'all label, I own my own bitch. Hey, yeah, I remember all that game you thought me. Don't fuck around and get played by the label owners. Talk that shit to these niggas, Adrian Broner. But secure the window, don't let the game vote you. Cause when it's game over, it's when the game over And all they do is play the game till it's game over And you be giving game like a big brother Mission never let them take it from us Last time that I checked It was five chains on my neck It was no smut on my rep Last time that I checked I was selling zones in the set Make a quarter mil, no sweat Last time that I checked I'm the streets voice out west Legendary self made progress Last time that I checked First you get the money, then respect Then the power in the hoes come next Last time that I checked Thank <laughs> you.